0: Hey, thanks for listening to 94.1K Slug Humboldt's new rock. Miles here with Jared and Brandy from the A&E reality series Storage Wars, which is currently airing its fourth season with back-to-back new episodes coming on tonight at 9 o'clock. Thanks for your time, you two. are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much for coming on the air. For those of you that haven't seen the show yet, Storage Wars includes a really entertaining cast bidding auction style. On storage units their previous owners didn't or couldn't pay for. Now, each episode is basically like a little contest to see uh, who can get the most bang for their buck. Now, I suppose the first question that I have for you two are ones you get asked frequently, but how did you two meet and how did you get involved in the Storage Locker game? Which one would you like me to answer first? The meeting question first would be awesome. Well, we
1: met a storage facility (laughs) no it's funny because we uh met at a job that we both worked at and now we both work at the same job so it's weird we've gone full circle with our relationship that make sense
0: definitely pretty circuitous
1: and how we got into the storage business was basically uh unemployment ran out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to get those government checks every now and then. So
1: whenever you can. No, uh I actually had a relative who worked at a storage facility and uh told me about these auctions. And I went to a couple of them. I bought a unit. And I've pretty much been buying them ever since. Right on.
0: Now you guys have your now and then thrift store. And uh, I heard that you opened this thrift store because your house was just packed full of stuff. Is that true?
2: Yeah, uh, the city got called because Jared had stuff in my backyard, in the driveway. The garage was full, and he started putting it in the flam- the family room. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> said, you got to do something with this. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to get a dumpster.
0: Right, right. Well, that sounds like a, a pretty natural way to start a thrift store. Also, I've heard about Outlaw Apparel, Jared. How did you start that?
1: Uh, Outlaw Apparel is actually a brand that me and my buddy Danny started back in 2002, um, and we basically just started – we didn't really like, the, you know, the shirts that were being made. We didn't like, you know, going out and seeing everybody in the world saying, wearing the same brand or the same – we wanted to be a little different. And uh, so we just started making our own shirts that nobody else had and everybody else wanted and have uh, and been making them ever since.
0: Nice. So uh, I like the Outlaw threads. Where can we go online to buy those, those shirts?
1: Uh, you can actually uh, go to buyoutlawapparel.com. Um, to pick up your outlaw apparel, basically. Awesome.
0: I'm going to do that right after this. So I'm sure there's more than meets the eye than what we see from our couch whenever it comes to a typical episode of Storage Wars. Could you sort of describe a typical day filming the show for me?
2: Well, I mean, as far as the auctions go, I mean, it's it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's like moving day every day. You go out to the auction, you battle it out to get a unit, and then you have to... Move out and clean every inch of that storage unit and leave nothing behind. No trash, nothing. And then you have to figure out how to sell it.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: The part they show you on TV is actually the easiest part of what we do for a living. As soon as the cameras go down and the auction's over, that's when the hard work starts.
0: So what we miss is just gut-wrenching, grueling hard work.
1: (laughs) Hard, hard work. You know, unloading the storage unit to figuring out where and how to sell this one-of-a-kind item that nobody's heard of and nobody knows what it is or how much it's worth. I mean, it's a really tedious process.
0: You know, I always wondered, whenever I see these these values kind of growing on the television, how do they vary? Verify those item worths.
1: We leave it up to you to do your own verification. <laughs> I mean, basically, well, we run a business. I mean, we're at Now and Then Secondhand Store right now. We'll be here all day. Me and Brandy both have a shift. We have two stores now. I'll be working at one all day, she's working at the other. And so we verify our prices because we actually sell the items that we buy. We buy them in a storage unit. We sell them in our store. We know how much refrigerator we're going to get. We know how much we're going to get for a weight bench. I mean,
0: so for a guy like Barry, though, who doesn't have a store, how do they come up with those those amounts?
1: That's a really good question. And they, they kind of leave it up to us, uh, aside from the item that we get appraised. The other stuff is, you know, the everyday items, I mean, it's very—it's all relative. I mean, you—you—you you, you have a fridge in your house. You know, if you had a garage sale right now, about how much you think you can get?
0: That makes total sense. And that's where the
1: prices come from. I mean, unfortunately, they come right off the top of our head, which is why our stuff sometimes isn't worth as much as maybe Dave or Daryl's. <laughs> they get to make up their own pricing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say is the most valuable item you've ever found?
1: We found a lot of items. I mean, unfortunately, we haven't found our Picasso yet. Right. Right. We're still searching. Uh You know, we haven't found the buried treasure just yet, which is why we're still going to the auctions. But, you know, we found a lot of things where we've made five or ten grand on one item or a set of items, which for us is, is phenomenal. But, you know, we take that money, we put it right back into the business, we go out and buy another storage unit. So, you know, it's just day in and day out for us. There's no, we haven't really found our diamond yet.
0: Okay. Well, what is the most expensive item right now in one of the two now and then thrift stores?
1: Uh, we've got a couple of items here. We've got a seismograph that we actually had appraised on one of the shows. That's I think we got it in the seven thousand dollar range.
0: Nice, nice, very good. Cool.
1: So we got a couple items like that. We've got some really unique items that haven't uh, didn't actually make the show in our in our shop. And the, and the greatest thing about our shop is if you you know if you're in the area and you want to stop by and you want to find out if you know. If the items are really here, if they're really for sale, I mean, come on in and buy something you saw from the show. We sell them every day.
0: Here's something that I've always been really curious about. And, of course, you know, they're not going to always display this type of stuff on TV, but from what you've seen so far, is it common to find uh, illegal items, drugs and guns and stuff in units?
1: Uh, <coughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't deal in anything like that. So of if course we not. were to find guns or drugs, Um, the guns, we would definitely leave them at the facility, let the facility managers take care of them. The drugs, we'd get out of there real quietly so nobody knows. (laughs) Um, You know, have a few friends over, maybe a little party, something like that. I mean, nothing serious. (laughs) No, we dispose of everything. I mean, we don't deal in that. It wouldn't be worth it to, uh, to jeopardize our business, but it does happen, and you do have to take the, the right precautions in, in dealing with
0: them. So you've seen it. All right. Well, for those of you just joining us, this is 94.1 K-Slug. Miles here with Jared and Brandy from the A&E reality series Storage Wars. And be sure to check out back-to-back new episodes airing tonight at 9. So I feel like whenever it comes to reality TV, there's this sort of a capability to display a character in a certain light whenever it comes to you know selecting the clips that you air and stuff like that. But that said... I get the feeling that former cast member Dave Hester in real life is really as big of a tool bag as he is on the show. Is that true?
1: Uh, I mean, yes. I, I-, <laughs> I, I can tell you that if you see Dave Hester in the streets, the best thing you could do for him, just go up to him and give him a hug. Because I feel <laughs> like he maybe needs. he didn't get enough of him when he was younger, and it's our obligation to try to help him better his life. Give him a hug. You want to hate him, don't hate him. He hates himself. Give him a hug.
0: Right, okay. I can see that. Well, he was fired from the show last year. You know what? I'm kind of glad because I mostly enjoy seeing the Jared and the Brandies and the Berries, the guys and gals that are just optimistic and enjoying their time and not necessarily quite as uh, competitive.
1: And, And life's too short to really hate going to work every day. So now that Dave's gone, it's become a lot more enjoyable for us.
0: Well, that's good. So speaking of that, from what I've seen, it looks like you two have kind of formed a good friendship with Barry. Is that safe to say?
1: Um... Yeah, as long as you don't tell him. <laughs>
0: okay. I'll keep that quiet. Barry's
1: all right. Barry, you know, he's a kooky old older gentleman. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's fun to be around in small doses. And that's what we try to do.
0: <laughs> small doses. Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, Barry's this sort of rich, retired, former businessman who's kind of in it for the fun and not for, not for the business side of things. But what would you say uh, recently is one of the goofiest things that Barry has done?
2: Uh, (laughs) I don't know, I mean, uh, he dresses up in costumes, he has quirky weird friends that he brings around, you know, I mean, he he does something bizarre and kooky just about every day.
1: I can tell you that you are going to see a side of Barry through the course of this season, and you're going to see Barry do things that you've never seen him do before. I mean, Barry's in rare form this season. There's no limits to what he'll do in order to try to get ahead. (laughs)
0: Awesome. We cannot wait. So, Dan and Laura, they run the auctions often. Um, have you ever asked Dan where he learned to talk so fast? Because, man, that guy is quick.
2: Yeah, we call him Buster Rhymes. Uh, no, he, um, he's he been auctioneering since he was a child, is what he had told us. And uh, he says he tries to practice talking like that all throughout the day. You know, he has a stop sign, and he starts talking about a stop sign, and, you know... As fast
1: as he talks. Yeah, he's been been working at his craft for many, many years.
0: It just sounds like he's rolling R's whenever he talks. I'll
1: be honest, Dan and Laura as a team are some of the best auctioneers that we've ever worked with. And we've been to a lot of different auctions.
0: So there's a reason why they're, you know, displayed as the front two whenever it comes to these auctioneers on TV.
1: Definitely, definitely. They deserve all the credit that they get.
0: Now, uh, you two, what would you say is one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome to get where you are today, you know, as stars of a quality reality TV series?
1: Besides Dave.
0: Besides Dave, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Working together uh, as a couple every day is is, uh, quite an obstacle to overcome. Um, We are together twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and trying to make business decisions together. uh, Just running your own
1: business as a couple is really difficult, and now we have the added pressure of the cameras and the production, and the schedule, and the you know. So it's it's very trying. It's definitely uh, put our relationship to the test.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, you seem to be uh, doing pretty well. You, you guys get praised by the L.A. and New York Times. And the show's just uh, a lot of fun, very entertaining. And, uh, you know, I love the I love the commentary from you two. Uh, if I could say anything, please, please keep it up. You guys are a lot of fun to watch.
1: We appreciate it. And, we, you know, if you keep watching, hopefully we'll keep making it and everybody will be happy.
0: <laughs> we'll do our part. So are you two fans of Alt-Rock? Want me to play a song for you? Uh,
2: we're fans but off the top of my head,
0: I can't come up with a song. Yeah, I mean, even just an artist. I mean, anything that you can think of in punk rock, uh, alternative rock, anything like that.
2: How about Pearl Jam? I really like them a
0: lot. Okay, Eddie Veteran Pearl Jam, that's coming up for you. Have you two ever been up to Humboldt County for an auction? Do you ever come up this far?
2: No, we haven't. Um, but, you know, that's not saying that we never will. Is that why you asked us
0: the drug question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've never
1: been there, but we've heard a lot of stories. So, I mean, I don't want to turn this interview around, but I got a couple of questions for you. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> so, what is it like going to work in Humble County every day?
0: It's hard to see because there's so much smoke everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there you go nothing more to say <laughs> right right we'll just leave it at that now yeah. is there anything else you two want people to know before we wrap this up uh you know just every tuesday nine o'clock
1: on a and e uh watch storage wars go to uh stop by the store here in orange or long beach uh now and then secondhand store and definitely check out com for uh you know, for a shirt that not everybody
0: has on. All right. I'm going to do that. I'll take a picture. I'll post it on our website. This is 94.1 K-Slug, Humboldt's New Rock. Miles wrapping up a chat with Jared and Brandy from the A&E reality series Storage Wars. Be sure to check out back-to-back new episodes tonight at 9. Thanks again, you two, for the opportunity. It was a lot of fun.
2: nice.